0: Bye. <laughs> Sam Amick, senior NBA writer for the Athletic. The fact that the Bucs had struggled in previous years to get to the promised land, maybe that's an indicator it can happen for a team like the
1: Jazz. No doubt the West parody is going to be wild. When Monty Williams is getting emotional talking
2: about, you don't know if you're going to be back to the finals. It really struck a chord with me because he was like, that's particularly true in the West. If the Jazz got a few breaks here and there, this could have been them. And maybe it'll be them next year. Who knows? But, you know, Jazz will be right there again. Just the numbers alone if you've got six, seven teams with the type of talent where you can imagine a scenario where they get to the finals
0: and who knows how it unfolds. Coach Jay Hill with us. So I'm a star high school athlete and Jake is my mom.
1: Whoa. Oh. <laughs> that would be an ugly mom. <laughs>
0: so you're going to
1: sell me on Weber State. What do you say? The things that you can sell are the university and the degrees offered, the scholarship, facilities, coaches, the league you play in, then you can sell the city. People are out there trying to make it sound like they're going to get these huge name likeness and image deals. Some people will be able to get away with it, but I just don't believe that's going to be the way of recruiting. I still believe the way you're going to sell a program is the way we've sold it for the last 25 years. I just don't see that changing
0: a lot. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, it's another Total Request Tuesday. Give us your song slash bands that mention temperature. So, for instance, is it James Brown that did Hot Tub? Or is that the name of the song? Hot Tub. Yeah, I remember that? Not really. Never heard of it. Okay. I of James Brown. Shout out to Bill Bob on Twitter, who said this is what Gordon's referring to. James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub Party. Apparently a Eddie Murphy parody done on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay, so it's not a song. <laughs> it was a parody. What about that James Brown classic hot tub? <laughs> Did In you just see the way he looked at us like yeah. these young whippersnappers.
1: <laughs> the they Brown. don't know good music. <laughs> Chris Mannix, if you're the Jazz, do you just tweak this thing, or do you look for some sort of major deal to make?
2: I think tweaking is enough. You know, I don't consider re-signing Mike Conley tweaking. That's fundamental. He has to come back or else. This thing is going to take a massive step back. But there's really not a lot of glaring weaknesses to this jazz. team. Mitchell can take over games. The Clippers are a bad matchup for Gobert. That's something they have to fix if they do want to face the Clippers down the line. But Rudy Gobert is still a dominant center. He just needed to nibble around the fringes a little bit, find more depth at key positions, and roll with it. This season was disappointing the way it ended for Utah, but it doesn't say this team is fundamentally flawed. It says they just need to make some minor moves and make sure you bring back Mike
0: Conley. Greg Rubel, voice of the BYU Cougars. Let's say the Big 12 just says every university for itself. Maybe people would think that's a negative scenario for BYU, but might it be a positive because they do bring more value than a lot of those schools that all of a sudden would be scrambling? If
2: you were to talk about making an athletics-based and market-based decision for your league in its long-term future, BYU could be a valuable asset. Once you start getting into everything else involving philosophies and fit and all the things that have tended to ruffle some feathers in the highest offices in the past, well, then things get somewhat complicated. But the things that really drive these decisions, BYU checks a lot of boxes for whichever league we're interested.
0: It's our friend David Locke. Give us your Overall gauge on the draft. What type of draft is this? For all the criticism of AAU, I actually think there's some value to like how these guys have faced elite level
2: talent since they've been 12 years old. And so I think these guys are more ready. So it does seem like at the bottom of the draft, there
0: actually might be some rotation players. So with that in mind, what do you think the Jazz do at 30? If you look at the 30th pick as the best way to make us better sometime in the next two or three years, then I honestly think using the 30th pick in some manner that allows us to resign Mike Conley and have
2: less tax pressure is probably the correct way to use the 30th pick rather than drafting
0: it. Former BYU Athletic Director Rondo Felberg. I'm sure you found me a decade ago saying this was going to continue to evolve until we get to a point of natural stability. I still believe that a football-centric organization that has four 16-team leagues that include conference-based rivalries that lead you up to a conference playoff and then to national Playoff, and that's what the SEC's just done. I fault the Big 12 for not having done anything when they had the chance nearly a decade ago to
2: actually be ahead of the curve on this, and they didn't. sports, these guys don't have a clue
0: Is it time to do the? Is it time to do the show, Austin? It's time to read the news, Jake. <laughs> it's the big show, 97.5 and twelve eighty. The Zone. Happy Friday. Uh, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton, of course, producing today across the glass for me. No, Gordon. The vacation continues on. However, I believe he will be back on Monday.
1: Uh, that's my understanding. Is that the rumor? That's my. That is the uh, scuttlebutt, as it were. Yeah
0: is that uh, Gordon will be returning I think
1: he's actually home so don't go like egg his house he'll know it's you I just <laughs> think he's off until Monday
0: Oh okay he's he's come back from the vacation already I I believe so cuz I have been egging his house Oh, at, That was you
1: So I drove up and it had already been done I was like yeah. oh shoot
0: someone beat us <laughs> That I I have been doing that uh pretty regularly. So were you the silly string? I should probably stop. No, that was already there. Okay, Lloyd probably. Yeah. Mhm. Uh but uh yeah, Gordon off uh, getting some much deserved rest and relaxation. So we look forward to uh talking to Gordon on Monday. I've missed Gordon. I feel like uh, you know, he he's here to react to, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it's the show's different without Gordon.
0: Although it's it's been very soothing. I feel my sanity kind of returning cuz I I really did lose touch with my sanity a little bit there not I mean what was that like 2 weeks ago? So yeah,
1: you were you were pretty loose there. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. I was I was having You're on some, a thread. I was having some issues. I needed some attention and and Gordon just r- refused. To give it to me,
1: you begged, begged, you, 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 you uh, lobbed him. A what'd you do over the weekend? Then you hinted that you had a story. Then you said, "I have a story." Then you begged, "Ask me for my
0: story," and he still didn't. He still didn't, and still focused on digging through the yard with silverware. He told the story after after I begged, like for the first time. He's like, "Did I tell you the time where, went out in my sister's backyard and." Dug a trench with a spoon. I don't I didn't. You know what? That's not but, an exaggeration. <laughs> you know, just flabbergasted. But now I feel better. Now I kind of miss him, so that's good. Right? So
1: all the silverware digging stories you can handle. They start again Monday. Oh, man. It'll be back. So is Summer League. Well, Tuesday. But.
0: Yeah, we're going to be at Summer League, by the way, which is always uh, a fun couple of shows.
1: I texted uh, the president of the Stars and and Summer League, Jonathan Reinhardt, today and said, hey, you want to do the show Monday for the start of Summer League? He's like, I would, but the Summer League starts Tuesday. You thought, oh. I thought today was the 31st. So I was way ahead of things.
0: Yeah, But you'll have him stop by. Who knows what calendar day it is. Do you ever really know day to day? Or do you you have to look at your phone?
1: I, I have the day. I know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I don't always have the number. That's...
0: That's where I missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean the days I I feel like there are certain, you know, technologies that have weakened, you know, m- like mindset skills over the years. Does that make any sense? Like um I feel like the spell check on everything has just ruined everybody's uh, ability to communicate in the written form, right? I mean if if you sat down and write uh, write it, see? There we go. <laughs> there it is. If you if you sat down to write Thank you cards or something. Like the old-fashioned way. You know? How many times would you be going to the phone to be like, how do you spell this? And I, I'm already bad at spelling. Like that that was already a thing before spell check was even a thing. I feel like I've gotten way worse. I've definitely gotten
1: worse in my grammar. I used to be I used to be like a I was a sterling scholar applicant for the English department, and I was all about subjects and pronouns. Right. And and now I find myself shorthanding everything. Yeah, in the I'll, written form for the word "your," I'll put "you are." Just just shorten it, and and there you go. You don't want to do that on a thank you card or a job application.
0: And here's the thing: this is a personal personal challenge for me too. With uh, with modern technology, is I'm a really wordy communicator. I mean, it, it, go figure. I'm uh, Picked a long form of communication on the radio for a, for a living. Uh, I'm a really wordy writer, which just doesn't work in like text form and that sort of thing. It just doesn't. I, I I never communicate the right thing. It's it's always way too long. But somehow I had like shortened it to be longer or whatever, and it's just I I, I don't know how many countless people I've offended with my just mindless yammering. Texts that make zero sense, full of you know autocorrects that I could have easily fixed if I had bothered to go back and read it in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, what? what uh, oh yeah, technology <laughs> d- diminishing skills. So. That's right. So here we are. Uh, should we talk about the draft? Let's do it. You wanna? You wanna? You wanna conversate about what happened last night? Which of the five hours? It was long. In fact, that is what you and I were just talking about before we came on. Bless those uh, good folks at the ESPN who want to stretch that bad boy out every second they can. Bless their wonderful hearts. How long did you say the first round took, Austin?
1: It started at 6, and I heard the 30th pick at 928. So that's a three-and-a-half-hour first-round draft.
0: So that's, that's, that's thorough.
1: And the good news is the Jazz had the 30th pick.
0: Only to move back to the 40th. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. All right. Uh, split story of the day. Let's go.
2: Two guys. Two topics. Two opinions. Two. talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. With the 40th pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans
1: select Jared Butler from Baylor University.
0: Derek Favors with us. Derek, I'm sure you noticed Jazz fans are pretty excited about having you back with the team. How does that make you feel?
2: It makes me feel great, honestly. I think the Jazz or Utah in general has one of the most loyal diehard fan bases in basketball and sports or whatever. When I was with the Pelicans after I left, man, they just kept sending me messages and just telling me how much they appreciated me and how much they loved me and how much they wished me the best and they were watching all the games that I was playing in and they couldn't wait for me to come back and play in Utah and just showed a lot of love and that meant the lot to me when I was making my decision. I'm very appreciative and
0: very blessed to be able to play in front of them again. All right, some jazz news today. Of course, the NBA draft last night and then a a trade overnight. I I saw the the beat writers on Twitter. I think it was Sarah Todd in particular that I saw talking about, will this night ever end? Uh, And I don't blame her. Because uh, it took a little while for Justin Zane to get the clear, the all clear from the NBA. Uh, they got had to cut through the red tape on the trades and uh, all that stuff before he could come out and give a, uh, a press conference. And uh, that was after midnight. And uh, then to have, uh, I think, what time did, did Shams drop in from the clouds? It's like three a.m. Yeah. <laughs> some
1: crazy time, like one forty-five or something. I don't know.
0: That um, it's like go to bed, fella. The Jazz, we're, we're making a trade and, and moving Derek Favors to um, Oklahoma City. I'm uh, I'm going to start with the Favors part of this because I, I gave my thoughts quite thoroughly last night on the NBA draft show about uh, the Jazz draft. And I, I will uh, get to those thoughts, but I want to start out with something that's a little more fresh to me. Um you heard Derek, talk, uh, you know his comments when he returned to play for the Jazz, and uh, that that was a high, the highlight of, of last year's off season. Uh, we learned later that that was kind of a, a Rudy Gobert generated thing because uh, he saw how things fell off so badly when he would come off the floor that uh, needed a little um, uh, needed a little help from. Uh, yeah, it was a Mannix report. Yeah, Mannix uh, had that in his story, but uh, needed to firm up that. And uh, the Jazz went out and spent their mid-level exception on Derek Favors, and um, I, I thought he contributed very well. I, I thought the the way he played the role, he was um, uh, brought back to play. I don't, you know, know how much better he could have done it. He was he was good. He wasn't perfect. Um, you know, there was, I, I think, some wear and tear in the playoffs uh, that were a bit of an issue. But he also had a couple of nice games in the playoffs, too. So he's a fan favorite uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, he, he has talked about it many, many times, how he grew up here in this market. He was very young. He was 19 when he was traded here, spent that year in New Orleans and uh, wanted to come back. And I'm sure a, a big part of him wanted to stay. I mean, he got to to pick where he wanted to go last year and he elected to come back here. I'm sure Um, he wanted that to be for as long as, as possible. He wanted to be back on this team and back in this market. And I think that's uh, honestly really endearing to a lot of fans, but you know, if you've, if you followed the jazz closely, which uh, I would, uh, you know, guess most of our listeners do, you've seen Derek favors evolve as uh, certainly as a basketball player, but you know, if you listen to his interviews and stuff like that, I mean, we just played that clip right there. I mean, he is, absolutely grown up here. Like when he says that, that is one hundred percent true because I remember Austin when Derek first got here, so it was uh back in the days of Jerry and um, things like uh like practice interviews were really different. Now it's it's a fairly buttoned up affair, which is which is true across sports, by the way. This is not just the Utah Jazz other uh, you know, teams. They're very um detailed about how they give access to their players and coaches and and you know it's different than it used to be but uh when Jerry was here you he used to be able to go up to players before practice the interviews happened before practice the players would you know uh stretch and do all that sort of thing and come out and and get shots up before practice began and that was your opportunity to to go get interviews it was great from a media standpoint cuz you <laughs> you just walked up to a player and you know said hey can I talk to you for a few minutes and yeah, it was a really great way to get a one-on-one. Anyway, um, I remember when Derek first got here, I, I got one of those one-on-ones. I could tell you right over in the in the facility, which has been renovated now, like which standard it was on, and had a chance to talk to him. And it was very—I mean, it was—he it, was quite shy. There's there's not really a a better word for it that I could think of. He was he was a little bit on the shy side, and didn't. You know, wanted to answer the question like he wasn't rude. Right. I mean, he he wanted to he knew it was part of the gig and he wanted to uh, to answer the question. And Derek it is you know, has always been extraordinarily polite, like is one of those type of people that prioritizes that sort of thing, but was just shy. And it, it's been cool to see him evolve as a person. And I think a lot of Jazz fans really appreciate that. And that's why, you know, when this uh, building is filled up with Jazz fans, you see a lot of Derek Favors jerseys wandering around out on the concourse. And um, I'm sure today isn't the, the best of days for a lot of Jazz fans because, you know, people are, are invested in the team and they get invested in the players. And uh, Derek certainly is a, a fan favorite, and he's always appreciated that. But here's what the Jazz get in, re- in return they acquire a future second round draft pick and cash considerations, uh, from the thunder in cash. exchange for Derek favors and a future first round draft pick. And of course, uh, Austin, it's, uh, it's easy to kind of get to the bottom of, uh, of what this is all about. The jazz are freeing up cash to be able to pay Mike Conley. I mean, that's the long and short of it. There's still going to be, you know, luxury tax ramifications. If Mike Conley chooses to re-sign, but this, Makes it uh, a little bit less so, and honestly, when you're over the luxury tax, um, every dollar matters. I mean, we we talked about this, uh, Austin, at, at uh, pretty great length uh, last night on the NBA Draft Show. You know, everybody gets worked up about willingness to pay the luxury tax, right? Well, are you willing to go in the luxury tax? I'm I'm sure Ryan Smith, when he when he uh, purchased majority control of the team, got that question from every. Fella and gal that he ran into at the Maverick, you know. Yes, it, you know. I uh, every every time he went to the the corner store, church, church. I mean, you School know, plays anything. for his kids. So, yeah. so hey, we're 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 stoked you bought the team and all. But uh, <laughs> are you willing to spend, man? Are you going to go into the luxury? Are you willing? You willing to do what it takes? I mean, I'm not sure... to mention
1: all the people that say, are you going to bring Jimmer? That's what the Jazz need a
0: fair amount. I mean, uh, I'm sure he gets it a lot, and every time, at least publicly, I've seen him respond to that question. It's been, yeah, got it. So, uh, my point is, it it's it is a big deal if you are willing to to go to that level to pay your players for a contender. But what it what it does not mean is that you're going to do that when it is not wise. To do so, it doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, you could be willing to do it, but that it doesn't mean you're going to be willing to do it recklessly, and it is not a good thing for the future of the franchise to be a a repeater tax uh, payer. It's just, it's just not. I mean, Golden State eventually is going to have to pay the piper. And the, the idea is is that you want to win now, and you're going to kick that can down the road, and you're willing to do it. Good times, like for example, you're you're pairing a first round pick with with Derek Favors just to move this this money around. You're you're making it, um, you're you're providing a, a path to win immediately, which by the way is is the mindset that the Jazz certainly uh, should be in. So, you know, it's one thing to pay the tax. It's another thing to pay the tax recklessly. Even in Golden State, you know, they've determined that keeping the 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 core that got them there minus Kevin Durant is worth the downside. It's worth trading the future for. And you know what? It probably is for them. Yeah.
1: And and this is we touched on it briefly yesterday and if I could tie in this discussion of pain and and uh, and uh, balancing books and making sure there's money there for a guy like a Mike Conley or whatever they want to do with that money. If I can balance that with what we talked about yesterday and that it is impossible at times to not feel the human side of these moves and these dealings. Like, I'm sure Justin Zanuck and Derek Favors like each other a whole lot. But Justin Zanuck and the Jazz job last night was to do the hard thing and move a fan favorite, an organization favorite for the money in Derek Favors. And that's where I told you yesterday, I couldn't do that. There's a lot of Jazz fans out there today that are upset. I bet Derek Favors is not stoked that he's having to move out of Utah again. He wanted to be here. He wanted to be back home. But for the betterment of the team, they believe moving that money and opening that up to possibly, oh, I think we all see the writing on the wall. give it to to, uh, uh, Mike Conley. That's the hard decisions they have to make, and that's the business side, and the personal side sometimes gets, you know, gets hurt a little there.
0: Now, here's the—okay, let's, let's get to the, the tough love part here for a second because the NBA is a, a difficult business. You know, I, if I were talking to Derek, I'd say, first of all, listen, uh, you know, go, go play baseball where they don't care if you've been the franchise player for a decade. They'll trade you in the middle of the night at the first sign of not making the playoffs. Obviously— See the Chicago Cubs. And Chris e- Bryant just exactly got moved. What's going on? Like, hey, I've done a lot for this franchise. You know who doesn't care about that? Us. See ya. Peace. Um, it's a lot colder. Yeah, it, it is a lot colder in in major. Let alone baseball. the NFL. But, but you know, you know, honestly, you you look at it. The Jazz gave Derek Favors a really good deal last year. It was a really good deal. It was guaranteed. Derek is still going to get that really good deal. It's just going to be in a different market. And so he's still going to... The Jazz still did him right. They signed him to a really good deal. They gave him the full mid-level exception last year, and it it probably wasn't... Uh, I mean, you honestly... The, the Your backup center is more... is not that place where you want to invest that kind of money. And I, I honestly said that at the time. Like, to, to pay your backup center essentially $10 million is... is not maybe the the best way to appropriate those funds however it did solve a major problem i mean rudy was right about that right i mean the the whole game didn't come unraveled just because rudy came off the floor like that that was a thing but how important is that really and how how much can you uh, hold the line for a little bit less investment And granted, Tony Bradley wasn't the guy. You were telling me, Austin. Sorry, I know we're way over, but you were telling me there was some buzz in jazz Twitter land today to bring back uh, Tony.
1: Well, there's there's a bunch of people on jazz Twitter that are sending out screenshots of all the uh, free agents that are center, uh, play the center position, and Tony Bradley is on there. And there are a lot. There's more than a handful of jazz uh, bloggers and fans and podcasters that think that Tony Bradley has has moved his way into a spot where he should be the, the guy they go after. And I, I'm not one of them. I don't, I don't believe I that. think
0: they can probably do better than that. I, I know the swing and the miss on, on Ed Davis a couple of years ago. I, I got it that that didn't work out great. But I'm thinking uh, for a, a vet minimum big, there should be a, a solution out there that can play 12 minutes a game.
1: And what do you say to those that say, well, they've already got Azabuki... In the in camp, why not?
0: Well, is he there yet or not? I don't know. It, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, he well, had, be, he'll he had, be
1: playing summer league next right. week, right?
0: And and he's had a ways to go, and he had a setback with the injury, which, uh, gratefully, didn't turn out to be as bad as it initially was feared uh, when he got hurt. But uh, that's a little bit of a setback. So I don't I don't I don't know if he's there yet. I have no idea. He wasn't there yet last year. So but, and yeah, because he didn't get to play. Yeah. Right, and I. I know that uh, Azubuki is in the most popular player draft pick in, in jazz history, and maybe he doesn't turn out. I mean, maybe that's the likelihood. But I honestly really like the concept of him. Like, uberly, I've always had this thing, Austin, where the NBA is about uniqueness. I mean, think of the unique players in some way, shape, or form that succeed. You know, right back to Buck Johnson being basically seven feet and playing against Muggsy Bogues, you know? Had a bit of an advantage there, right? Le- LeBron certainly. We hadn't seen anybody like him before he got into the league. Guys like Dwight Howard and Shaq. Shaq had no basketball skill whatsoever, but still dominated the league. Don't do that when we're this so, late. <laughs> I mean, he was physically, um, he was physically unique. Uh, Dokes got a bit of that. He's physically unique, and he he is skilled enough to lead the Big Twelve in scoring. So there's – I think there's something there. Man, to be able to actually unleash that bull. I'm one of the people – I love the concept of
1: that. That's – I'm with you 100% there. And I think he's a freak athlete. I think that he's got a lot of upside. But is he there? Can he start as the backup center this year? Probably not.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He was a ways away. I mean, he could – We went everywhere in this He could foul out – in 90 seconds. He might. He could get in there. He could foul out in, in 90 seconds or even shorter if he went the flagrant route. The bronson Kafusi approach? And I wish Coach Lacombe was here because I can't remember who it was. Maybe you do, Austin. When we first got to see Doak in the preseason and he, he nearly removed somebody's head oh, from yeah. their body. It was somebody on the Suns. And it wasn't like a dirty play. It was just like a guy who got in there and was trying too hard kind of play. Oh, I can't remember who it was. It was like,
1: Oh, his career's over. It was, he never <laughs> he'll never see straight again. Doke just ruined the man's, uh, the rest of his 60 years on this earth. Yeah.
0: He's never going to jump without fear again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right? That's ah, who was it? Ah. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it Bridges? out. Bridges? No, I don't know. Uh, Stay tuned. More big show. We're way over. We'll, we'll get to the actual draft pick coming up next, 97.5. Oh, got to tease this. Justin Zanuck, 5 o'clock hour. We should mention that at least 500 times a segment. General manager of the Utah Jazz, top of the 5 o'clock hour, Justin Zanuck is going to be on the show, and Justin
1: Zanuck will be on the show at five o'clock.
0: The Justin Zanuck, general manager of the Jazz, Justin five Zanuck. o'clock, five. Okay, five o'clock. So that means we're going to have to keep the not sports report pretty trim, because we have Justin Zanuck at five o'clock. At five o'clock, right after.
1: Yeah. Right after four fifty. Yeah, that brings up Justin five Zanuck o'clock. at five.
0: Stay tuned. More big show next. 97.5 and twelve eighty. The Zone.
1: This is DJ and PK.
2: Time now to talk college sports with Ron Barker, former head of compliance for Pac-12, was there for a couple decades. No, I think the big thing with the Oregon case at the time with Willie Lyles was everybody was doing that, what Oregon was doing. Oregon got caught. I used to laugh and say at the Pac-12, some of our schools are doing what everybody's doing, we're just not as good at it. Oregon got caught doing something that probably 70% of the schools were doing at the time. It was just another case of, okay, you need to get better at how you do this, which I shouldn't say that. It's like speeding on the freeway. Hardly anybody's going 60. And if a policeman pulls you over and you're going 75, you can't say, well, look, everybody's doing it. You're the one who got caught. So that's what happens a lot in college sports is somebody gets caught for doing something that everybody's doing. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Uh, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 uh, The Zone. Band of the Day today is Lady A. It's Lady A, right? Well, it's written out in its entirety here. So, you know, if you if you put it on the teleprompter, Burgundy will read it. It's an old habit to break. Uh, it's presented by... They recently w- changed their name, Jake. <laughs> it's presented by Live Nation. Uh, Listen to our show, The Big Show, every day, 2 to 6, from now until August 1st. For your chance to win tickets to see your favorite artists at USANA Amphitheater, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets each day to Kiss 311, Lady A, and Alanis Morissette. Uh, Today is Lady A. Call her, uh, oh, we'll get to this later. Let's give it away later. Let's not give it away
1: now. Yeah, that's fine. And you'll notice, you asked me to rank those four bands the other day. Yeah, yeah. I'm out next week. I'm off doing some home projects. I left you guys with Atlantis for Monday.
0: Sweet, I like Atlantis. So I don't have to hear it. I'm excited. Uh, So we'll get a caller later on in the show. Uh, But if you want to grab tickets uh, for yourself to these shows, go to LiveNation.com. Go see them. Four good shows. Four big names. You know, we ranked them the other day. In person. Four uh, shows in high demand in person. At USANA, which is such a cool place. In person. I'm I'm at least going to 311. I've already got that locked down. I haven't been to concert in a long time. I've isn't already that like, well, well the party hounds, of course. but Of course, yes. But not out at uh, USANA. It's been a minute.
1: It, isn't that like you and your buddies, you, every time 311's in town, you make sure you Pretty go much. together? And, we you know,
0: go. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun group.
1: What do you think? Do you think Jared Butler likes any of those bands over the other?
0: Oh, are you hinting at something? I don't know. We're just uh, kind of awesome. running out of time. Are you, you hinting at something there uh, that we should get to? The Jazz uh, made a pick at 40. Draft night last night for the Jazz. They had the 30th pick, probably wasn't in their best interest to make the 30th pick. They trade back with the Memphis Grizzlies uh, to 40, so they moved back 10 spots to grab a couple of second-round picks in the future and uh, land Jared Butler, and, you know— from what I'm hearing, and you never know, but from what I'm hearing, this is this was their guy. This was the guy that they wanted, uh, that they would have taken at thirty. Um, they ended up having him available ten slots later, which uh, you know, Austin and I we were discussing before the show about uh, you know, do you believe the do you believe the narrative? Do you believe that the, the this was their guy? And I am inclined to believe it for a couple of reasons. One, what what are you getting at thirty? You know? And, and what picks went between 30 and 40 that you really thought, you know, the Jazz needed to get? And maybe, you know, you brought up the name, uh, Austin, as we were spitballing, maybe Nima Ke- Nimi Kata, who went one pick earlier. And they certainly were familiar with Nimi, right, and and what he brings to the table. Um, I'm not so sure if they would have gone, you know, backup center two years in a row. But, I mean, I think, I think Nimi has a ton of potential, so I wouldn't blame them if they were interested in him. Um, but the other thing is they probably knew like everybody else that all of a sudden he was falling because there was a medical issue. You know, they're very familiar with Baylor. They have a few ties as, there. uh, as Justin Zanuck alluded to, you know, they, they, let me put it this way. Uh, Butler has been on the radar of the Utah jazz in one way or another for quite some time. Let's not forget that Dennis Lindsay had uh, a son on the team at one point. Um, But he knows what whatever it is that Butler has gone through. And there was a a report out there of maybe a heart issue, but that was several years in the rearview mirror. Ben Anderson was talking last night how it may be a bit of an E issue. But I honestly don't think it's anything like Tim brought up, in a different context, um, Luther Wright. When the Jazz drafted Luther Wright. They were blindsided by what was going on with him because they asked his college coach, P.J. PJ. Carlissimo, they said, you know, we're, we're looking at your guy. Is there anything we need to know? And P.J.'s like, um, he's good. Can't yeah. think of anything, yeah, hey. really. <laughs> Get on it. Yeah. And it didn't mention some very serious, I know mental health issues are in the news these days, but some very serious stuff. With with Luther Wright as we've all heard the stories and which we don't Larry need to go Miller back.
1: still did right by him absolutely
0: yeah. did right by held him
1: held on well, to him paid him and kept yeah. took care of him and yeah
0: stretched his contract yes. so that he would he would get income for uh, a large portion of his life I mean yeah that's actually a a very interesting story but the point is that the Jazz were blindsided by the whole thing this one. I think they're going in with their eyes open, and I don't know how serious the the health stuff is, stuff is or not, but I I believe the Jazz are aware of all of it. But it's probably the reason he slid. Yeah, it could be yeah. Tim. Tim uh, last night, and and shout out to Coach Lacombe. Uh, we're we're fortunate to have him. He was great last night. I mean, he he comes in watching film, having watched film on the whole draft. I mean, he's he's got a network of uh, of coaches that he. Uh, dials into in preparation for the night and he was, uh, you know, uh, Coach Lacombe was, uh, was just uh, uh, fantastic and I got sidetracked, I forgot where I was going with Coach Lacombe.
1: The, the reason Jared Butler slipped, being the knee
0: uh, Well, I mean could have
1: uh, been, That could have been the reason
0: That could have been, well, okay, oh, sorry yeah, I know where I was going. Coach Lacombe rattled off all the mock drafts and where he was going in the mock drafts and it was like 23 at the latest and all in the teens so, you know, there's a reason he slid. So he uh, was
1: in guaranteed money slots. He slid to the forty. He slid to forty. The Jazz like him. Right. They also don't have to guarantee his contract like a
0: first-round pick. Exactly. So it worked out for them on a, on a variety of different levels. They didn't have to guarantee his contract, as you just allude to. And they get a high-value guy where they probably have more of an insight on how serious his health issues are than other teams. And they can
1: let him try it out with the stars for a season or two if they have to.
0: Yeah. So so think about this for a second cuz this is kind of funny. The sports dad the Intuit Sports Dad, Gordon Monson, who who knows everything that's going on with the team. Yes, you know yeah, yeah. the two Intuit Sports Dad has stats on bit. all all the eleven all, all the year olds. Stats, yeah. You know he's he's uh, he's coming by. Uh, Watches
1: uh, next week's opponent's game. Right. Yeah. Like,
0: hey, I, I saw you were limping a little bit out there, uh, Bobby. How's how's the ankle? You doing all right? How's it going? You know he's the he's the Intuit Sports Dad, right? Or the the Intuit Sports Dad? That's Dennis Lindsey. He was the sports dad for Baylor. I mean, he's he's going to be familiar with uh, with Jared Butler and what's going on with him. So I think, you know, I do feel like it fills a need for the Jazz if he, he turns out. Um, they need some ball handlers. They need some guys that can go out there and create for themselves and others, and we'll see how it turns out. But, uh, you know, he did that at college, in college at a very high level for a very good team.
1: We saw what he did defending Jalen Suggs in that championship yeah. game,
0: and he can play some defense. Kind of hard nosed guy. Um, you know, the key, I, I think, the key with getting second round players to to really pan out is you identify a role for them and say go out and make it happen, and they're actually capable of doing that. And again, the the, the example I always point to is Paul Millsap. Jerry said, "Hey, if you want to play, I need you to go out there, play tough, and rebound your brains out." Paul Millsap said, "Well, I just so happened to have led the NCAA in rebounding for the last uh, three years, so you know what? I'm going to get out there and do it. And and you know why Paul Millsap wasn't a higher draft pick because you get no complete player in the second round, and he was undersized. How much did that matter in Paul's career? Zero. I mean, he just he just went out and did it from day one, and then his game eventually evolved. Obviously, he turned into an all star." But, you know, as a second-round pick, it all started with that one thing. I got one role for you. I'm going to play you, and we're going to play probably, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes a game at the most. And all every single one of those minutes, you're going to go out there and rebound and play tough. Ready, break. And he was really good at it. So maybe Jared Butler can can be something along those lines and be a ball handler that the uh that the Jazz need. Uh it is the big show we'll get uh, we'll get into more coming up right around the corner. Uh Gordon will be back coming up next week, at least uh, in theory. That uh, that's still the case, right Austin?
1: Uh yeah, I believe it'll be some at some
0: point next week, yes. Is that what you're hoping for?
1: I would like it. I'm hoping that he's uh having a good time but that it's raining wherever he might be and
0: no Gordon uh, means no Gordon's List today, but that does not mean that uh, the good folks at Tim Dally Nissan, Murray are taking the day off. Uh, they are the normal sponsor of Gordon's List. Home to the auto warranty that does not quit. It's endless. It's perpetual. It's forever. Tim Dally Nissan, Murray. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
2: The top sixty and sixty is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the twenty twenty one season by listing off the top sixty players in the state of Utah, as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the top sixty and sixty weekdays at 1.30. presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon on your home of the. The best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. One night this is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust.
0: It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Olympic update right there. Brought to you by the good folks at Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out today. Davis Vision, MD.com, or call 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. We'll get to uh, what's going on coming up next. Uh, Andy Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune will join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And then Justin Zanuck, the general manager of the Utah Jazz, uh, will give us a few minutes at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So now that he's ha- had a little time uh, to, to uh, you know kind of digest what happened last night and today, uh, we'll see exactly how he's feeling. I wonder if he's slept. Oh, I hope he, I hope he found an hour somewhere. But well, I mean, right after the draft, uh, you know, he did his press conference after midnight, and then was apparently went from there to uh, uh, chat with Sam Presti. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, according to how Shams, uh, yeah, the, he, the timeline there he Yeah, dropped it out at like three in the morning. <laughs> so uh, we obviously Justin is a very busy man. So we're <laughs> we're grateful. He'll give us a, a few minutes coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour, so I certainly would uh, would uh, encourage you to stay tuned for that. Um, Austin, I want to get to this uh, this real quick a little side story. This is this is kind of a, a, a Gordon's list esque story. Jerry Colangelo, who's the guy who revived USA basketball, which I think he gets way too much credit for. Frankly, I mean they lost one Olympics, and all of a sudden it needs reviving. And by the way, that's the easiest job ever. Revive it in the the country that has the world's greatest basketball players. <laughs> Go, but anywho, I might be tainted because I was annoyed with his role with the Seventy Sixers those years, where he just hired his son. Who ended junior? up, Junior? Yeah, Junior. Who ended up? It, what what was the story that sunk him there in Philly? His wife had a burner Twitter account That's or something like that, yeah. and mm-hmm. was wasn't she giving out medical information or something like that, tweeting it out?
1: Uh, she was she was definitely going after some other uh, Sixers people, yes. But also wasn't aren't, is, aren't they the ones that Sam, uh, not Sam Presti, but uh, the the GM who
0: Hinky Sam Hinky they yeah. fired him yeah
1: well, as soon as things were looking starting pretty, to turn yeah. around
0: yeah no Jerry and he brought in his Jerry son, yeah. was like uh, out with you sir who, who Junior let's get Junior in there so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Jerry. Oh yeah, and Junior did it. Drew his wife right under the bus. He urban miner her in grand fashion. Right, uh, it was her type of stuff. It was like Shelley in an official statement. You remember that? It was from the PR team. There yeah. So Sixers, yeah. I'm, anyway, conflicted on our boy <laughs> Jerry Colangelo, but indeed, uh, we can all agree that he was responsible for putting the team together that was his thing right well he met with media in tokyo to talk about uh, putting that team together and then while uh, talking about this he he uh, started to talk about kevin love okay he says this quote i didn't think kevin love was going to play i wasn't even sure he had uh, much left to play he reached out to us and said he was in shape and said he oh he felt he owed us and on, that, uh, on the basis of that, we're looking at someone with international experience who at one time was a heck of a rebounder and could still shoot the ball. You know, being uh, like a 12th man on a roster. Well, it didn't work out. He wasn't in shape, and uh, he was way behind as it turned out. So you move on. Call it a mistake. Call it giving someone an opportunity, someone who had equity with us, unquote. So I, I'm a little torn. I mean, wow. I I appreciate him being candid. He's the Cleveland Cavaliers' problem now. Uh, I guess telling us exactly what was going on. But but Jerry, Jer, if I might, Kevin Love hasn't played really. You know, I mean, he's played, but he hasn't played. How many year How many games did he even play last year? Seventeen, maybe. Yeah. Hey, he hasn't played played since LeBron left, which was what uh, one LeBron championship ago and uh, another twenty five games top last year. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So I don't. I guess wouldn't the first question that runs through your mind be, "Is he really in shape?" That that that's numero uno. Second of all, this is the Olympics jerry isn't it supposed to be some sort of like meritocracy of some point like like because you felt you owed kevin isn't a reason to make the olympic team well, and actually
1: what he said is that kevin felt he owed team usa which what just
0: say okay the,
1: you don't owe us anything thanks kind kevin, of you're, you <laughs> you're good Oh no! Don't bother. No, really, really, really. I wouldn't want to take your summer away from you and your family. No, please. You don't owe us any We, you've done so much for us already. Help us. Help us by not
0: coming here. Yeah. So I, I guess. Wait a. Good job being honest. But then he uh, just
1: chucked him right under the bus. Right he, under the bus. How much he sucks yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Just honestly, you could keep it with. I'm sorry it didn't work out. That that pretty much cover it, probably. But We hey, love honesty. Yeah, I'm all about it. But we also understand why you might hedge that honesty a bit. And literally every single NBA fan, when they saw the roster, said, Kevin Love? Did they misspell Julius Randle that poorly? That Kevin Love? <laughs> did, did they
1: copy and paste the last Olympics roster and forget to take his name off? I don't know.
0: You you're talking about the the NBA's uh worst contract Kevin Love?
1: <laughs> Utah uh,
0: homeowner Kevin Love. Awesome. And you know what? Kevin Love's had a heck of a career. But I mean, but putting apparently against, it's over
1: according putting to together
0: the... Team USA. I don't I I I think a lot of us thought, you know, that's that's kind of a a bizarre choice, I suppose. But to have the guy that made the decision say yeah, he he it was his fault. He's fat. Uh he's a has been. He's he's first
1: At, years Minnesota fat now, yeah.
0: And we we put him on the on the team for no other reason than he asked us to be on it.
1: This doesn't make a wish, Jerry. You got to say no to some people.
0: Cuz it, is it just me or is he trying to really like deflect blame but makes himself look worse? Is this one of those situations? Oh yeah, where where he's trying to be like it's not my fault. Kevin loves fat, and instead of everybody going, all right, Jerry, you're off the hook. He's actually making himself look worse. Like yeah. we didn't check it out. We said, ah, oh, all right, Kevin, welcome aboard,
1: awesome. We wanted to be nice to him. What? That's not what the Olympics are all about. It's not. In fact, I'm going to email Jerry Calendral right now and say, hey, can I get a can I get a shot next time?
0: In fact, isn't it supposed to be, like, really, like, kind of cold-blooded? Like, didn't what's-her-name, uh, you know, after Nancy got it in the knee, didn't Tanya still make the team? Didn't Tanya still go to the Olympics? Yes. Was the Olympic well, I don't Committee, like—, how like you phrased that.
1: Once Nancy got it in the knee— <laughs> But wasn't it like From Tanya's ex? Didn't the
0: Olympic Committee be like, okay, well, you know, that's that's not right and we feel bad for Nancy, but she's out, Tanya's in. Don't miss the bus, we're, seven AM tomorrow. We're 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 gonna best athletes only. But isn't that technically assault for hire? Yes, we don't care. She's skating. Do you want team USA to win the gold or not? So shut your pie hole and it's off to the Olympics. I mean is it it's not supposed to be about favors. It's not supposed to be about that stuff. It's supposed to be about you send the best team you can. This is the Olympics. We're going for gold.
1: This isn't a company trip where you can have your uh, spouse come with you and just pay for their own food. You yeah. Know, you have to be on the team. Hey, yeah.
0: You're going you're going for gold. That saying didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, the Top Sixty and Sixty is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at one thirty as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the Top Sixty players in the state of Utah as they count you down at the start of the college football season. It's the Top Sixty and Sixty presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon. Uh, only here on the Zone Sports Network. I think we should do an exercise next Olympics. Let's get Jerry Clans- Austin. You're famous. You can get uh, for getting being able to get any phone number out there. You, you're like a bloodhound with with contact info. Let's let's get Jerry's. Cell phone. And let's have you call him up and say, hey, Jerry, this is Austin. You don't know me, but can I be on the Olympic team?
1: Uh, well, I've already DM'd his wife's burner account. So, Well, his, his
0: daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. All right. More next. We'll get to what's going on. Don't forget Andy Larson of The Trib at 4, Justin Zanuck at 5, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone.